4: Um I need to adjust this right here. And I did. Cool. So thank you very much. righty, we're here for another hour. We're talking about car repair. We've got Dennis on the phone. We're gonna to get to him in about fifteen seconds. If you'd like to join us, six oh two-five oh eight zero nine sixteen. Real quick, if you're on Facebook a lot, you might want to go to Mark Salem and you'd like if you're interested in talking about cars that's what we do we don't talk about politics we don't talk about our wives we don't talk about gardening we don't talk about nothing we talk about cars and so people ask questions I post the answers and um, I tell stories about some of the stuff that happens that uh, I see and and stuff like that so it's really kind of an educational give and take and so just look for Mark Salem, and obviously I'm in Tempe, Arizona. So there's another Mark Salem that's, I think, a mind reader. Psychic. He's a yes. psychic. Yeah. And see, I'm actually a psychic as well, but there can't be <laughs> yeah. two Mark Salems you that are wish psychics. You were psychic. <laughs> yeah. All right. This portion of Vinyl Hood is brought to you Thompsons, by Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. Let me tell you a quick story. Thompson's does some air conditioning work on a guy's car. The guy calls me, and he's not necessarily happy, but he's a little confused. So I asked Brian for all the work orders and he sends them to me and then he calls me and he says tell me what's going on and I told him he says I'd like to talk to this gentleman first so he calls me back and he goes everything is fine I said no well tell me why everything's fine he goes he just didn't understand that he only paid for one repair uh, and two parts, but it was over three tickets, and we didn't duplicate any charges. There was, we only put freon in at once. We only charged them for evacuate and recharge once. We only did this once, but we never duplicated the the issue. So right. he he didn't understand that, and Brian with the work orders told him that so everything's fine yeah but thompson's auto repairs like all the rest of my shops they're going to take care of their customers and thompson's been around since 1970 brian and thelma own and operate thompson's it's the only shop in 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 mesa that's on my list and they're on main street just east of stapley main street just east of stapley you just couldn't find a nicer more common sense couple than brian and thelma at thompson's auto repair dennis good morning to you how can i help you
5: Good morning. First time caller, Mark. Mark, I've Thank got you. an O. I've got an O5 Wrangler, um, which I developed a leak out of the bell housing. Now, assuming from years of messing with mechanics, I had a either a front transmission or a rear main. Um, I took it to a little shop close to uh, that I've taken my vehicle for you know a few years for minor repairs and stuff, and he thought it was a valve cover. He took the valve cover gasket out and changed it it's still leaks. So then he said, well, it's the rear main. So he put a split rear main in it from the oil pan. Okay? Now, I've never heard of that myself, but he said that's a common practice. It's still leaking. I brought it back again. He took the pan off and put another one in, and it's still leaking. Is there something I don't know behind that motor that might leak other than the rear main?
4: Well, that's his problem, not mine and yours. He's already yeah, got all of your money. He, he He's clearly been guessing like crazy. So why, why yeah. would that be your problem? First of yeah. all, yeah. you you didn't even tell me what color you saw the oil dripping, and, and you said it could be the front seal of the transmission or it could be the rear main seal. But, and in fact, the color of what's on your driveway is going to tell us which one it is. Red is transmission and... Uh, Unless you got a stick shift on it, and then you would yeah. smell it because there's a smell associated with gear oil versus engine oil. I'm not yes. suggesting you get on the ground and smell the oil. I'm suggesting you wipe it with a Kleenex and just put it up to your nose. But here's the problem: this yeah. this is not a tough thing to do. Um your Is your Wrangler
5: four wheel drive? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's okay. all the Wranglers the four wheel. Yeah.
4: Okay. So, so it's really his. The, is it a, is it a straight six?
6: Yes, it
4: is a strength thing. Okay. So the back of the valve cover, um, he's right. And you, and if there's leak in there, you always start at the top leak because everything moves south from there. <laughs> so if yeah. there was a leak, then you fix that first, and there should be a dramatic difference between that. That means you got it. Um, there could be the head gasket at the back of the uh, block, and I think there might be a cam square uh, on the back of the head, oh. I okay. think. And then you got the rear main seal, and he can't do both sides of the rear main seal by just pulling the bottom uh, by the oil pan. Um, He has to get to the top as well, or he slides the seal over the back of the crankshaft. So it sounds like to me, and I've been wrong before, that he's only doing the bottom half of the main seal. And I'm not quite sure how he's doing it otherwise. Now, if the main seal is a two-piece half moon, I've yeah. heard of other technicians say that they'll drive the top one out and drive the old one in, and that's not something I allow my techs to do. If we're going okay. to do the rear main seal, we're going to pull the transmission out of it, we're going to access the back of that crankshaft, and we're going to do it right, okay. and so that way it doesn't leak. So that those are the issues you have you you have fa- you're faced with.
5: That's what I I've always done in, in my own mechanics, but this is a new technology to me. I checked the parts were available. He said fine. He said that's what I'll do. So okay, thank you. Uh, it's uh, just leaking right. an is engine. It's, it's engine oil and transmission. It's not transmission oil. I know the difference in them. And it's leaking bad enough to I can get. You know, I'd put my hand under, and Jenny'd give me time to get a little answer. <laughs> pull, yeah. Pull well, if it's blowing it up out. on
4: the back bumper of the Jeep, then um, you know it's a bad oil leak because um, it otherwise it wouldn't be blowing up on the back bumper or the back window. So, anyway, good luck to you, Dennis. Thank you very much for calling. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Gill. Gil, anybody in queue? Okay, okay, we've got open lines, Gil. Tells me.
7: And that just reminds me, uh, yesterday we had... Uh, one of your friends brought in his diesel truck and, you know, he said he had an oil leak. And, and so uh, they put it up on the rack and looked at it. And it was actually coolant mixed with, you know, the mud or right. the dirt. And it made it look like oil, but it was an actual coolant leak. So yeah.
4: See, um, you don't tell hairy-chested guys with diesels that they're wrong about what <laughs> what they got leaking. Well, he
7: was surprised, I think. So, <laughs> But I, I don't know why they wouldn't have put dye in that.
4: Jeep too. I mean, you know that. I didn't have enough time to cover that, but you're right. the The idea is is you clean it up the best you can, right? And then you put a dye in the oil, and the dye will under the right light it turns orange or green or red or yellow, whatever, right? And then you get your black light out, and you just follow the leak to where it's at, yeah. And and it's a little difficult at times. You have to use a mirror. It's mm-hmm. a little difficult at times. Sometimes you got to put a fender covers over the hood to kind of darken it up. But yes, dye would have been one of the things. Right. But the problem is, is we got two people working on this Jeep. We got a former mechanic, a mm-hmm. guy who used to work on his, and then you got the shop. And when that happens, they're not going to have the same story. So the shop's saying he's running the show, and he's saying, "No, I'm not. I'm giving him, you know, what I think." Right. So you have those dye. Di- yeah. I want to tell you, and I'm glad you brought that up about. The guy, the hairy-chested guy with the diesel, who's a friend
7: of mine? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say who it is. Will you anyway. tell me on the break? <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. Um, the other day, a guy came in, and he and Andy, our daughter, works the front counter. Folks, Andy's been with us for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, she knows more about cars than most other women will ever know. And here's what Andy gets to do. She gets to actually read every work order. And in our shop, the procedure is is that we are to describe and write down and document exactly what the customer says exactly we're not we're not letting the customer tell us what to do We're we want the symptoms now we have the symptoms in writing we have the diagnosis process in writing we have the estimate in writing then there's a verification that the symptoms are gone so there's four steps and he gets to read all that mm-hmm. so she's sitting at the front counter guy comes in obviously he doesn't want to talk to a woman but she's there he says i want you to do, do my front breaks and she says, "Tell me why," which is the question everybody has to ask.
8: Right. Why? Why? Mm-hmm. What?
4: Because they'll say, "Well, I got a vibration in the seat of my pants." Okay, well, it's not the front brakes. Right. So he says, "Well, I I need them." She says, "Well, how do you know that you need them? I just need them." And you can tell that he's not he's not happy that he's talking yeah, to one. Yeah, been woman. there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it happens to you too. Right. So, Alan, our son. Who's I don't know six two six four. He's a big boy. He was kind of over listening. Mm-hmm. So the conversation then turns, and the guy turns his attention to Alan. So and Alan steps next to his sister. Now he doesn't know that they're brother and sister. Right. He doesn't know that Alan runs the shop and Andy runs him. She yes. doesn't. He doesn't know that. So they get to him, and he, and finally they get this answer from him. Well, it's only got seven thirty seconds of of pad left. Yeah. <laughs> and Andy goes. My daughter says, um that 's perfectly acceptable, and he goes it is not, and she said well i don 't know why you say that, but we tell people when they 're down to two thirty seconds or three thirty seconds is when you need to have your brakes done, but we 're not going to ch- if we find your brakes are at seven thirty seconds we don 't care what you want we 're not going to change your brakes." Mm-hmm. So I don't know what happened after that. I don't know if Andy... Well, I
7: think Andy told him that, and then a little while later, he was still, you know, wanting to talk to somebody else because he didn't believe her. Right. And um so Alan walked up at that point, and he asked him the same question, you know, when do you replace brakes? And Alan said two or three thirty seconds, and... and. um and Andy goes, that's exactly what I had told him, but he didn't want to listen but to I me. But I think
4: they actually racked it at the end of the day. Uh,
7: possibly. I, yes. I don't know. If and then was they looked day. at it
4: and they determined, yes, somebody had told him 730 seconds, but if they told him 730 seconds and he needed breaks, that was a lie.
7: Exactly. That's
4: a lie. Yeah. So... I'm glad that she asked why, mm-hmm. because it's we we would have taken we would have planned on doing a break job. We would have ordered everything. Then we get it up in the air and we get it apart, and it doesn't need breaks. And so now the technician's wasted a lot of his time, yeah. and it's all because the service writer didn't ask the right questions. Mm-hmm. So as folks, as you can imagine, working for me, is they call me the tyrant, <laughs> no, <laughs> and, and I have a specific way I want everybody to work. And it all has to do with protecting the customer.
7: Well, yeah, and you know, like I had a lady come in the other day, and you know, a chain in the valley had told her, you know, your air conditioning is going to go out, and your your belt's going to fall off, and you're going to be stranded. Well, she had a you know handicapped husband, so freaked her out, three thousand dollars, and we. Come in and look at it. The air conditioning was fine. The belt was fine, but you know they scare these people, and it's so frustrating to watch all the time. So somebody had told him obviously that he needed pads
4: right at seven thirty seconds. Yeah. maybe they wrote it on the work order, but somebody else told him now there's a disconnect between the technician and the service rider, sure, so the technician tells him he's got seven thirty seconds and he writes it, but the service writer turns around and says, I'll tell you where else we see that all the time and and we're not it, you know and I know that there's oftentimes two shops will look at the same problem and sure. they'll have different, but they won't be that different. Right. They won't be, the air conditioning needs, needs to be replaced and the belt needs to be replaced. They won't be that different. Right. Okay. The the, the the other thing was is we see a lot of times where people come in and dictate the repair. That's sure. the hardest part right there. Just tell us what the symptoms are because the guy next door has diagnosed it or my diesel buddy mechanic has diagnosed it. Mm-hmm. And then you find out it's over the phone and then you, then you say, well, can we just verify the symptom can we can we say something last but not least you'll remember the guy with the q45 who had a vibration mm-hmm. so he diagnosed it himself as the drive shaft he took it to a drive shaft place and they did something he still had the vibration mm-hmm. so he took it to another drive shaft place and they did something he still had the vibration so he calls me and i said tell me the story he tells me and i said well we did it did it anything change on the two drive shaft repairs. He goes, no. And I said, well, then it ain't the drive shaft. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the two guys have messed it. Because even if they didn't know what they were doing, they would have made it better or worse. That's all changed there is to it. it. They something. would have changed it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he, I challenge him. I say, if you'll bring it by, I'll diagnose it for you. I felt sorry for him. So he brings it by. They get it up in the air. And the right rear wheel's wobbling like, like a drunk's knees. Mm-hmm. And it's just wobbling so bad. Then he says that him and the neighbor had replaced the bearing in the right rear. And so when you put the assembly, the hub assembly, in your press, you press the old bearing out and you press the new bearing in. But if you don't put it in there right, you're going to bend the hub. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have enough spine to relay that to him. But clearly somebody, maybe the well-meaning neighbor, maybe the well-meaning owner, but somebody screwed that hub up or... Somebody hit a curb real hard with the right rear and screwed it up. But if you say to a man that somebody hit a curb... What's the first thing out of his mouth?
7: It must have been his wife. Exactly. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's either the wife or the kids. Yeah, exactly. Now, it doesn't make any difference if the concrete from the curb is still embedded in the wheel. And this happened in the last 24 hours. It wasn't his fault. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we identified the problem. We guaranteed him that if he wanted to replace that hub, that would fix his vibration. And we guaranteed him that the driveshaft wasn't it. I was prepared to do this. I was going to take some wheel weights. And I was going to use big hose clamps, and I was going to put them on the drive shaft, and I was going to make it worse. So I said, "I'll do that, and I'll show you I can make it worse." And that means the drive shaft's fine. So we actually we actually drove it, and I think Eddie drove it, and Alan was behind him, and they drove it three a block. Mm-hmm. And they saw that their right wheel wheels wobbling like, you know. Right. And so they go back, they put it up in the air, and now they can see it really well. Yeah. So it was a, the test drive was a good thing because two guys went and drove it. Yeah. And one guy's looking and the other guy's driving. Mm-hmm. And that's really easy to do. Yeah. All right, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We'll be back right after this.
1: Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher.
3: If you're over 50 and concerned about any of the following, stay tuned for an exclusive free bottle offer. Are you concerned about your heart health? Are you interested in healthy brain function? What about joint comfort and energy? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, we want to send you a free bottle of Krill Omega 50 Plus now with CoQ10. Krill Omega 50 Plus with CoQ10 combines krill oil with fish oil in one tiny pill. And this little pill delivers big health benefits to your heart. Your joints, your arteries, and brain. And with CoQ10, you'll enjoy extra energy, too. Best of all, you can get a free bottle of Krill Omega 50 Plus with CoQ10 today. Just pay for shipping. Call right now and request your free bottle. Dial 1-800-679-5745. That's 1-800-679-5745. 1-800-679-5745. Again, call now. 1-800-679-5745. Forty-five. Rich Please,
9: is just a really, oh, really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free-range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. He lets his 10-year-old nephew beat him at virtual tennis, even though he can straight-up slay his 10-year-old nephew in virtual tennis. When the toilet paper is running low, Rich replaces the roll on the actual holder, not just on the back of the toilet. Rich is texting and driving. Rich, no, what are you doing, Rich? I was just telling everyone how great you are. Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
1: Patriot app tip number four. Want your voice heard? Email or leave a voice message straight from your Patriot app. Just open it up, click the upper left-hand corner, and select email or talk back. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Hugh Hewitt in the morning to Larry Elder at night with the best live show in the Valley at 3 p.m. with Seth and Chris. The only conservative station in the Valley. 960 The Patriot. Hashtag I'm with the Patriot. The mechanic raised
4: up oh, righty, righty, righty. 58.43 and I didn't put my three seconds in there, so remind oh, me to do that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Larry Harkers is at Thirty Eighth Avenue in Indian School, and I'll tell you why he's special. First of all, Bob is the lead technician; he runs the shop. Ellen, his wife, runs the front counter. They, Larry Harkers has been in business since nineteen sixty-seven. Bob is one of those guys that you can look him in the eye and say to him, "Nobody in this town, maybe in this state, can fix it." And that's like waving a red flag in front of a bull. He'll take your keys, he'll give you an estimate, and he will fix your car. He's probably one of the best diagnosticians I ever met in all my life. He is perfect. And by the way, it's Eric and Jeff at Kurtz. I couldn't oh, remember their names. Oh, there you go.
7: Boy, it only took you an hour and a half. I know. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Very funny.
4: So anyway, Larry Harkers is a good place, and and a good place if you live near 38th Avenue in school or. If you've got a problem that nobody else can fix. Real quick before we go, Renee told me the name of the guy with the diesel truck that came in. Mm -hmm. He said it was an oil leak. He called me first. Okay. And he said, I've got this really bad oil leak. And I said, where is it? It goes at the back of the engine. I thought he was taking it to the dealer. Okay. And I said to him, make sure that you go in, that you square up this. Number one, don't fix anything until you call me with an estimate. And number two, what's your checkout fee? Right, okay, mm-hmm. so he ends up at our shop, right, okay, so he's got a bad
7: oil leak at the back of his diesel engine, uh-huh, that's what he said, and yeah. what'd you find? Well, and they got it up on the rack, and Alan goes it's it's the seal outside of the turbo right. or something, and it's coolant that's leaking and kind of mixing with the mud, and it looks like oil, but okay. it's not oil, it's cool, so, yeah, it's okay. coolant. he goes, we've seen. 100 of these and we do them all the time so
4: <laughs> so he leaves the truck with us and right. monday we're going to fix it yes oh i am going to tease him about that
7: why because I, <laughs> first of
4: all he told me he was taking it to the dealer okay and then he drives well. 93 miles to, to have us look at it
10: i don't know that's a lot of pressure
4: you. i don't like that i know, I know. I know. all righty Vicky. good morning to you how can i help
1: you
10: good morning oh first of all i want to express my appreciation for your referral to 25th street automotive um oh, i hit a yeah, I had a mechanic I adored. Unfortunately, I got a different job, and he wasn't on my way home. And, oh, that is the most professional shop I have ever dealt with. And David Hoffman, one of their master mechanics, is just incredible. But that's not why I called. But I wanted to thank you again. Um I have a uh, one-owner 1997 Cherokee that ever since it was new, we've used 100% full synthetic oil in it. The minute that okay. Castrol came out with Edge, I started using Castrol Edge. All the time, according to the owner's manual system, W30, that's what I've been using. It has 240,000 miles on it. Everything works like new except for the cassette player died. And I was wondering, is should I just keep running? It's not burning or using any oil or leaking any oil that I know of. And I was wondering if I should stay with that, uh, that weight oil 10w30
4: there is no reason to change it i would only tell you to change it to a slightly thicker viscosity if you were saying that there was blue smoke coming out of the tailpipe or i'm fouling spark plugs or i'm leaking a lot of oil i would say at that point we then boost the the viscosity so instead of a 1030 we'd go to a 30 weight or maybe we would go to a 1040 but we would adjust appropriately uh, first of all, you can go from synthetic to regular and back and forth, and the motor doesn't have a brain, and it doesn't know that. And I want to tell you about my credentials. I am an automotive engine oil expert. I've been trained by vaveline, So I know what I'm talking about. But in your particular case, in the absence of blue smoke, oil leaking like crazy, and you going through a quart of oil every half a tank of gas, um, and, air, and you said it doesn't use any oil, then I say take that guy to the dance, you know what i mean? He got you there. So you you don't you don't you don't switch mules in the middle of the stream and and this is you just stay with what you're doing because what you're doing is working.
10: Thank you so much. I have a coworker who says, "When are you going to get a new Jeep?" and I said, "When you pry my cold dead fingers off the keys to this one."
4: You know what though? Let me decipher that, okay? Let me decipher that for you. What he's really saying and this is one one man to a woman, okay? Don't okay. tell anybody this. He's saying, I want to buy your Jeep. Yeah, probably. And he's, saying, he's <laughs> saying, I want to be first in line, and I want to buy your Jeep, and I'm going to continue to ask whenever you're selling it. And then he's going to say, well, what do you think you're going to want for that? And whatever you say is not going to be him. You're going to say, well, I want $2,200, I want 2500 I want 3000 Oh, gosh, I don't know. And he'll come back and counter you. And I promise you that will happen. So I, I just want to decipher man talk for you, Okay. Thank Alrighty. you, Good but luck, again, Nikki. my
10: cold, dead fingers. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> okay.
4: You should have told him that. <laughs> I did. Thank you very much. Okay, all right. He's got the message. Joe, you're up next, buddy. How can I help you?
11: Uh, hello, Mr. Salem. Uh, got a question regarding uh, extended warranties. I bought a, recently, or last year in September, I bought a uh, 2014 Cadillac XTS. And it it, all, it had less than 4,000 miles on it, 3,979 miles or so, and uh, it's now got about 8,500 miles on it. But uh, apparently the warranty is about to run out in August, and uh, I was just wondering. I've had some people say, "Ah, don't do it. It's not worth it." And I look at all the electronics on this car. Most of it, I've got to get on YouTube to figure out how to, you know, how to make things work on it there. Uh, I figure yeah.
4: if that stuff breaks, it's going to probably cost an arm and a leg. Uh, okay, 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 okay. All right, I'm, I'm. Go- uh, well, you, we're up against a minute to the end of the hours, but I'm going to hang on to you. Um, you've called the right person, but I'm glad there's a break because I need to calm down because this is a subject that's dear to my heart. I'm a shop owner, so I have a different perspective altogether, and I can tell you one thing: we don't go to YouTube and and fix cars. Okay. People that go to YouTube are looking at somebody else's guess. So you got some clown who pretends like he's an auto mechanic and he tells you how to fix your car. If the guy was really a good tech, he'd be working for me for seventy-five to a hundred thousand dollars a year. He wouldn't be playing on YouTube. And he certainly wouldn't play on YouTube for free. When you have to pay for that kind of service, that's a good guy. So we'll talk about aftermarket warranties. You stay right there. The lines are open, 602-508-0960. John, you're right after that. We'll be right back right after this.
1: There's good news for home buyers struggling to come up with a down payment for a new home. The Arizona Housing Authority's Home Plus program has opened up new doors, and there's no better time than the present to take advantage of newly expanded benefits. Under the Home Plus program, you may qualify for a non-refundable down payment grant equal to 5% of the loan amount on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. This will cover the down payment and most, if not all, of the closing costs, as well as prepaid taxes and insurance. Call Steve Oswald at Pinnacle Capital Mortgage to learn more about the many benefits of the Home Plus program, 602-266-5665. With over 20 years experience and extensive market knowledge, Steve can guide you through the complex mortgage process and help you make an informed decision. Call Steve Oswald from Pinnacle Capital Mortgage, 602-266-5665. That's 602-266-5665. Or go to PCM.Mortgage. Pinnacle Capital Mortgage is a division of Finance of America Mortgage, LLC. Equal housing lender. MLO 182922. NMLS 1071. AZBK 0910184. The media landscape has changed. Let's be clear. Donald Trump will lose the election. Wrong.
2: I personally think this race is over.
1: To me, this race is over.
2: Politico's latest survey of the Greece, quote, Clinton will crush
1: Trump. Wrong. From major network television down to local radio, fake news is being exposed. You are fake news. But there's one station that doesn't talk at you, but with you. One station that doesn't talk about important people, but to them. There's one station that doesn't pretend to be what it isn't. That station is the number one conservative station in the valley. 960 The Patriot. Don't stand for entertainment in place of information. Stand with The Patriot. Hashtag I'm with The Patriot isn't just a trend, it's a statement. Your voice, your station. 960 The Patriot and 960thepatriot.com. Hashtag I'm with The Patriot.
0: Together, we will make America great again. How do we get a diagnosis? What
9: are the stages of the disease? When someone in your life has Alzheimer's, not a day goes by that you don't have questions. Do we need full-time care?
8: Are there any new treatments?
9: So many questions. Where do you start? How will I pay for this? Where can I get extra help? Alzheimer's.gov a reliable resource for information about Alzheimer's and related dementias. What
8: happens next?
9: Where can I find answers? The answers start here.
1: Patriot app tip number five. Listening to 960 on the Patriot app, but want to see the latest from the Patriot on Twitter and Facebook? Click the upper left-hand corner and access both without leaving the app. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. 960 The Patriot with the most important voice, yours. Have your voice heard. Use the hashtag I'm with the Patriot on Twitter or Facebook now. About that well, welcome back, everybody. I'm Mark
4: Salem. Every Saturday from 10 to 12, we're here talking about cars. You're always welcome to visit with us. Uh, this portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Air Park Auto Service. Nadine owns and operates Airpark Auto Service and she's been in business since 1985. Her and her husband started in 85 and Stacy passed away a couple years ago but she's still there. It's family owned and operated and has been since 1985. They've been on my best car repair shop lists for years and years and if you live in the North Scottsdale area from actually McCormick Ranch all the way to Carefree, from 56th Street all the way to Fountain Hills, that's the only shop in that area that carries my recommendation that you should visit them and if you're a lady you should especially like this, the fact that a lady owns this operation. Let's go back to Joe. He was asking about an extended warranty on a car for 8,500 miles. Joe, um, for whatever they're doing, um, I'll give you the same deal. So we'll use their contract and I'll take the money and I'll provide everything that they said they would provide. But here's the bad side of that. From a repair shop point of view, those people, in my mind, my personal opinion, are are the scummiest people in the whole wide world. They are people. They don't tell you that they're not going to pay sales tax, environmental charges, and and uh, and uh, environmental charges, sales tax, and shop supplies. They're going to tell. They aren't going to tell you that. Then they're going to tell you that. Um, they don't tell you that I can't put my part on there. They're going to ship me a part. So now your car is going to be out of service an extra day or two. The box they ship me has a, a cheap China part. And they want me to install in your car. And then they're going to tell me, what's your part warranty? And I'm going to tell them, you can take your part warranty and put it where the sun doesn't shine. Because I didn't make a dime on that part. And I'll install it. But I am not going to make a dime. So therefore, there is no Mark Salem warranty. There is an ABCU warranty. And then they want to negotiate my labor. And then they want me to cut corners. And it's just one one
7: thing after another it's just <laughs> ding is a nice
4: word i was trying to find something <laughs> on my vocabulary that didn't get me in real big trouble yeah i hate those people it is constant battles the other day we they said what well, you got the car, you got the car diagnosed i said yeah the rack and pinion it's about 1600 bucks he says well we'll call you back and they said well we'll give you 12 and i said i'm not taking 12 he says well we'll send you the rack i said i'm not taking your rack yeah and they said, I said, why don't you give me your price? Well, 1200 Okay, well, w-, and I look at it, and it's part and labor. And I said, well, you're giving me the part. He goes, yeah, we're, it's 1600 and we're taking the part out. Now it's twelve. I said, but it's just 1200 What about shop supplies, environmental charges, and sales tax? Well, the customer has to pay that. Well, you need to tell him that. And, and then there's no warranty on your part because Salem ain't going to give you a warranty. Because, you see, if the part costs me $15 and I charge you 2250 that profit in the part helps pay for the warranty. That's what it is. That's what it's there for. So if I don't make any money on the part, I'm not warrantying it. Right. This has been going on since 1979. I have never, have ever dealt with an aftermarket warranty company that I've got along with. Every single one of them wants to screw me and you. Every single one of them wants to send cheap parts. Every single one of them doesn't care that they're taking your car out of service for three days when if they'd have just let me fix it, it would have been one day. The, every single one of them is go, the, the small print.
7: Ru- oh boy, are my panties! Okay, water. all right. I think the best thing to do is just take your money and probably put it in a savings account and leave it there. And then when you need a repair, then you've got the money there that you would have paid for the the warranty. You stole my thunder. Okay, yeah, well, a- I'm just I, I've, I'm I've letting you that calm down.
4: <laughs> yeah. Hey, no, that's the truth. That's you, what we you would do. You put your money. I want to tell you something. If I provided that insurance to you, would you give me $300 a month?
6: Um, Probably not. Okay.
4: Wait a minute. $300 a month is $3,600 a year. Mm -hmm. You know what? I can do your transmission after one year. I can do your air conditioning system yep. for a third of that. Mm-hmm. So the bottom line is is that car is worth at least three hundred months a dollars a month to drive. And right. you're probably payments less than that. Yeah. So when you look at how much it's gonna cost you Whatever their payment is, put it in the bank and I guarantee you at the end of the day that you'll have money. And I'm gonna tell you something. You remember the Bounder Motor Home we bought in nineteen ninety? Right. We had a water pump go back. Mm-hmm. They voided my warranty at eighteen thousand miles because I didn't have a flush. I couldn't show flushes. That's the second part of them is mm-hmm. the other day, the other day, six months ago, this lady had a radiator that went bad and they wanted her transmission service records. And we said, "What is the relationship between transmission fluid and filter and the radiator?" And he says, "Well, the coolant goes, or the transmission fluid goes through the radiator." I said, "Hey, buddy, the tank is bad. It has nothing to do. It's the opposite tank from the transmission cooler. It's a plastic radiator with an aluminum center. The tank is broken. Period. End of story." Well, without a transmission service warranty, we're not going to cover this because our policy dictates on Section 14, blah, blah, blah. And the next thing he heard was a dial tone. And yeah. and, the, and he didn't hear what I really had to say because I hung up before I said it. And then I went into my office where my psychiatrist is at every day, <laughs> yeah. and I, I'm unloading on her, and, and then I, I feel a lot better. Really and truly, skip it and 8,500 miles. That's
7: what I was going to say. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. If, if you put in money, you know... Every time you were going to buy one of those warranties, you would have plenty of money to fix your car when this stuff starts going bad. But you've got a long time, I think, before anything's going to go bad.
4: And I'll bet you don't have anything more than $1,500, maybe 2000 between now and 100,000 miles. Between now and 100,000 miles, mm-hmm. you're going to spend maybe two grand on an air conditioning system or a, a, a bad wheel bearing or a bad alternator or a heater core or something like that. But pr- not, not maintenance, because they're not going to cover maintenance. Right. I'm yeah. talking about yeah. repairs. Yeah. All right. got to move on. Thank you very much, Joe. I have take a break right now. I, I know. Mean, I know. I'm going to take a break and
7: just take well, a break. Well, I don't know. You're getting a little wound up here. Well, I'm, I'm they, afraid you're going to miss it. They hit my hot button. <laughs> it's yeah, almost, no I'm kidding. It's
4: <laughs> almost as if you're telling people <laughs> to call in, because this is what wads up my underwear.
7: Okay, well, you're just
4: here to help. I'm just not, I'm not proud of my industry. Yeah, I know. And and can you make me
8: another appointment?
4: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right, folks, we'll be right back right after this.
8: There's no question you want the best education for your child. It's an integral part of a bright future. A private Christian school provides more one-on-one attention, the structured learning and Christ-based values you want for your child. But if you didn't think you could afford it, 960 The Patriot presents half off tuition now is your opportunity to enroll your child at a local private christian school for half off we've partnered with some of the top christian schools in the valley to offer a limited number of half off tuition vouchers imagine smaller class sizes better grades and inspiring christian environments where the achievements are positively outstanding For details and a complete list of schools involved, go to 960thepatriot.com. A values-based Christian education has never been more affordable. Click now and get your half-off tuition voucher before it's gone. Only one or two vouchers per school available. And if you don't see the school you're interested in, let us know and we can try to work with that school. That's 960thepatriot.com.
12: Introducing the YMCA. What, you already know the Y? Or so you think. Sure, you know the why for a swim, a workout, even a game of hoops. But did you know we're more than that? We're a cause. When you take your jump shot at the why, someone else is getting job training. Take a cardio class while kids are in an after-school enrichment program. Practice your downward-facing dog as a teen practices her leadership skills. That's the why. Why? We work with people, no matter their age, income, or background, and give them the opportunity to learn, grow, and thrive, all with one simple goal in mind, to strengthen our community. And we've got so much more that does just that. So while you might think of the Y as that place for lifting weights, we're also about lifting entire communities. Introducing the Y. We're so much more than a place. We're a cause. Visit ymca.net slash more.
1: Unexpected reactions to smart financial decisions brought to you by FeedThePig.org.
12: Well, I finally did it. My student loan is totally paid off. I can't believe it. I can't believe it either. I paid more than the minimum each month, and soon enough, it was gone. So you're just giving up? Giving up on what?
10: The life of luxury. If winning the lottery were easy, everyone would do it.
1: When it comes to financial stability, don't get left behind. Get tools and tips for saving at feedthepig.org. This message brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Patriot app tip number six. Find the latest articles from Town Hall, Hot Air, or even the most recent posts from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, and more. All on the Patriot app news feed. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Become a fan of 960 The Patriot on Facebook or follow us on Twitter today. Just go to 960thepatriot.com for more information.
4: Welcome back, everybody. Mark Salem, Renee, Renee, my wife, sitting here next to me. Um, Sometimes she's my uh, psychiatric person. She helps me understand why I'm crazy about my industry. And I say things that I'm not supposed to say. But you know what? When I say things I'm not supposed to say, I own them, don't I?
7: You have no filter. That's right. That's exactly Uh, right. right.
4: IMM Auto Services in the northeast quadrant of Tempe. They've been in business since 1972. Here's what's great about IMM. No matter what you've got in your garage, they can take care of it. The rest of us can't say that, and here's why. The rest of us hide from Volvos, Saabs, Fiats, and Alfa Romeos. Renee just said that... Just not too long ago, somebody had a 72 Fiat.
7: Oh, no. This was a 71 Volkswagen, and he wanted to put, like, electronic ignition on it it. or something like that and I said uh, we wouldn't be the place but let me tell you who is and send them over to IMM
4: that's exactly what we do the best our industry doesn't do well Mm -hmm. we should refer to people who do better than us but if you've got a Volvo a Saba, Fiat or now for Romeo and you've got a Toyota, a Honda a Chevy, a Ford, a Chrysler they can handle all of that so IMM Auto Service has been around since 72 and again they're south of the 202 just west of the 101 Hey, John, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning?
11: Good morning, Mark. Um, I've got a 03 Honda Accord EX 4-Banger that um, is, for some reason, um, having a hard time starting. So when it first happened about three months ago, I checked the battery and took it into Costco, and they just replaced it with another one. So I went ahead and put that in there.
4: Couple okay, hold on later. just a minute. Wait okay. a minute. We're doing We're doing what we don't want to do. Okay. Um, I have to ask you some questions. Okay, when you ahead. hit the key, does it crank over and not start, or when you hit the key, the starter doesn't work?
11: The starter works when I uh, turn over the key, but the battery is uh, not able to support the fuel going into it to get it started. It'll just like... Rah, 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 oh. and it just
4: okay, start. so it's a crank no start. It's a, I know, it's but he doesn't no know start. that the battery's not... Ca- okay, so it's a crank no start. So it's it's cranking over, and it's doing fine cranking over, but it doesn't catch. Okay, right, so well, that's as your- it
11: starts to crank, and it doesn't catch, the battery basically stops. Or something stops, and the car doesn't turn over and start. So... What I've been doing is getting in the car, turn on the key, let it sit for like thirty seconds, get gas in there, and then turn it over. And sometimes
4: that helps. One has nothing to do with the other. Okay. Okay. The fuel delivery has nothing to do with the starter. Okay. And 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 you keep leading me in different directions, and I want to recenter you to the crank no start. What okay, I hear you back. saying is is it cranks over? It goes rrrr. Is that right?
11: That is correct.
4: It's the starter. If they looked at the battery and the battery held 9.6 volts and if the CCA was 500, then it has to be a starter it has to be a bad battery connection. It sure as heck has nothing to do with the fuel system. You can pull the fuse on the fuel pump and it's still going to do it. You could put a voltmeter on that battery and what's going on here is is when you first start cranking it, you probably have 11.8 to 12.5 volts. After the, after a, a few minutes of cranking or after a few seconds of cranking, I'll bet you the voltage drops below 9.6. And when it drops below 9.6, that means the battery voltage is no longer sufficient to activate a 12-volt starter. A fully charged battery is 13 volts. You can check that first thing in the morning. You can leave okay. your meter on the battery, have your wife help you, crank it over until it stops cranking, and I'll bet the battery voltage goes to 9.6. If it does go to 9.6 and drops below that, then either they didn't check your battery right, you have dirty battery cables, or the starter shorted out. But again, it has nothing to do with the fuel system. Okay? Oh, great. Well, that's right. a relief. All righty. Well, good luck to you, John. Thank you very much. Mark, you're up next. How can I help you? Hi, Mark. Go ahead. Hello, Mark?
7: Yeah. Okay. Sounds like he's
4: Mark, fading on in and Blu- out. On your, if you're on Bluetooth or something like that, you probably no. take it off. Okay. Because we're not getting... Okay. Well, go ahead and, 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 okay. and tell us what you got.
6: Yeah. Uh- a Ford Freestyle, uh, 2005 with 115,000 miles on it. Uh, my daughter says that they tell her she needs a transmission. I went with her a few times for a ride and it doesn't seem like there's any problem with the transmission. She had it service, all service, and she, uh, a couple days later she had a clunk, clink and then that's it, no more. And uh, okay. now it's I'm wondering if you ever
4: ran something like that well i I think if the shop is a reputable shop, then probably what happened is is when they did the service, they found a piece of a snap ring or they found some brass bushing, or they found pieces of the transmission in the oil pan, and mm-hmm. when you look at that, you know the end is near. So they probably said, you need a transmission because we found two snap rings and we found a whole bunch of brass and we found some thrust washers, pieces of thrust washers, and we found a big pile of aluminum indicates that this band is is eaten into the hub. So all of that tells us that your transmission is NFL, not for long. So now she's into that area where it's now not for long. I would suggest that she drive it to another transmission shop and and I would stay away from the chain stores because the chain stores have now decided that they don't want to be transmission experts anymore. They want to do brake jobs, which are very lucrative, and they want to do all this other stuff. But in reality, these technicians have no skills in diagnostic and starting and electrical systems and all that. They're transmission guys. So I and, – and what part of town do you live in?
6: Uh, Dobson and Baseline.
4: Okay, Dobson and Baseline?
6: Yeah, that would be close to you, I guess. Okay.
4: I would go up to Thompson's Auto Repair.
6: Yeah.
4: And Thompson's is Stapley in Maine, and I would have them drive it, and I would have them die. If the transmission is truly bad, they're not going to rebuild it because we don't cross over either, and he will suggest to you somebody that he likes.
6: Mm Yeah, oh, she just went in for no change. They didn't even do anything down underneath.
4: An oil change. Okay. Right. Well, then I don't know what they saw. If they didn't pull the pan off the transmission and service the transmission, then I don't know what they saw. But if she said it it went in there and shifted fine and now it doesn't, then the answer will answer everything. So once somebody diagnoses it and once somebody looks at it, they can determine whether or not that transmission died of old age or whether it died because somebody did something to it. That'll be because once you find out what it is, then the answer to your question is obvious. So if yes. you find out that deep within the transmission this band broke, then there's no way that guy that was changing your oil could have gone inside the transmission and broke this band. And yeah, especially but- if she sat in the waiting room while they did the oil change and they didn't test drive it or anything like that. Yeah. No,
6: the thing is, we have gone. She's been using it for a few days now, and and she says, "Well, she'll just drive it until it dies." But it hasn't died. We were just wondering if you know, a, a hundred fifteen thousand miles was uh, worn out well, on a I Ford. Can, I can
4: I can answer that question. It's important to put one hundred fifteen thousand miles into perspective. That car has been around the equator four times. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Now think about it. It Didn't just do four times without shutting off and and going through the gears. So it didn't stay in fourth gear for one hundred fifteen thousand miles. It's it's been in and out of every gear virtually every five minutes of its life. Uh So it's true that newer model cars are going one hundred and fifty to two hundred. That's true. But this car is twelve years old.
7: But he said you said it was dying.
6: No, it it wasn't dying. it shifts right. It it's it's a smooth ride. The whole thing. I we went like for a fifteen twenty minute ride, and she's just concerned. She doesn't want to get stuck in the freeway or whatever with it, and she just was concerned about it because
11: all of a sudden it, what's it drives what, good.
7: What's it doing? What's what are the symptoms that you think it's a bad transmission?
4: Well, Well, they told him he needed a transmission, and right right. now he doesn't have any symptoms. Right Right. now it's working fine. Well, if it's working fine, um, I tell her to keep driving it. No one has a crystal ball to tell her that this is going to fail next Thursday at noon, but I can tell you this much. 90% of the time when the transmission fails, the driver ignores all the symptoms of the transmission crying and saying, (laughs) I'm about to fail, you idiot, get me to a shop. And they have the radio up loud and they don't know it's not going into high gear and they don't know it's chattering like crazy when it's in overdrive, so they ignore the symptoms. Just tell her. Pay attention to the shift pattern. It goes inch, inch, inch. That's smooth. And when she's coming to a stop, it'll downshift. And when it's in first gear, when she takes off, it'll be in first gear. The shifting up and down will tell her when that transmission is going to heaven. That's what it is. So tell her, tell her, I'm I. I at 115,000 miles. If I drove that car for a week and it was fine, I'd put my grandkids in it with your credit card and I'd take them to Disneyland.
6: Right. Okay. Well, how, let me now have. she's interested in selling it. How would she sell it? Selling them Craig's about the bad
11: transmission?
4: Like no, oh, she yeah. doesn't have any evidence that it has a bad okay. transmission.
11: Okay. Okay. So. Sounds good.
4: All righty. Well, good luck to you, buddy. Good luck. All righty. A Ford with 115,000 miles.
7: Yeah, I'd, I'd say get a second opinion, too, if she feels like something's wrong, but it doesn't sound like they have any symptoms. Well,
4: yeah. and, and symptoms is an important thing. Somebody called the other day and said, Mark. And I said, Depends on who you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're mad, you need to talk to somebody else because I'm in a bad mood today. And I thought, too, you know what I'd do? I'm going to change subjects on you real quick. We're talking about symptoms. If there was a psych- psychiatrist out there that wanted to trade for car repairs and come and visit my office once a week, Ooh, I boy, might do that. I,
9: I'd,
7: I'd do that for you. <laughs> okay, we've got another call. Okay, What's wait a his minute. Name?
4: Symptoms. Okay, <laughs> okay, hold on, David. They went into a shop yeah. and the shop told them that they needed a fuel injection flush for $189. Right. Okay. They, they they called me and they said, what do you think? And I said, well, you need to say to them, what symptoms do I have that you're going to fix with $190? Right. And they didn't. They said, no, it's just maintenance. I said, well, it doesn't appear in your owner's manual, so ask him that. Right. And he goes, I'm leaving. Yeah. So he brings it to us because it ends up that it has an engine miss. Mm-hmm. So they spent $189, or they wanted to spend 100, dollars but they also diagnosed it as an engine miss. So they bring it to us, and we, we figured out that there's two possible injectors. So we had number five that was the acting up. So we moved number five to number six and six to number five. Right. Guess what?
7: It changed. It I know, moved. I know it this follow, truck. It followed, it followed the, the, the injector. injector. Yeah. So we
4: put a new injector in it. Boom, it's done. Right. Well, the, we charged him less money to diagnose it and put the injector in it than they charged him for spark plugs and boots and all this other stuff. We fixed the miss. They didn't. So he went back to the other shop, and they threw him out. They said, we're not going to give you all your money back. And he said, you're supposed to fix the miss. And you didn't. I left with the miss. And here's a bill that they fixed it. And I've driven two weeks already, and it's fixed. Mm -hmm. But you spent all this money of mine guessing. And so they said, no. So who's the caller we're supposed to talk to? David. David, good morning to you. How are you? Got about one minute.
6: Hi, Mark. How are you doing?
4: I'm good. We only have about a minute, so be quick. Okay. Two minutes.
11: Um. Okay, I, um, I'm a first-time Ram purchaser. I, we just bought a new Ram pickup a couple weeks okay. ago, and um, I don't know much about the Ram truck, so what are the good, bads, and uglies about these trucks?
4: Okay, is it, is it gas or diesel? It's gas. Okay, well, let me just tell you. Um, I, I'm not going to have enough. First of all, I can't think of anything bad. Okay, I can't think of anything bad, but I think it's important for you to know I drive a Ram and my son drives a Ram. I've been a Chevrolet guy all my life. In 2012, he converted me to Ram because, number one, his would outrun my Chevy and that really made me mad. (laughs) All right, he could outpull me, he could outrun me, and he got better fuel economy than I did. So I bought a Ram in 2012 and my whole task of of my life was to beat him up the hill with both of us hauling horse trailers. And I, I, I... I actually made it, okay? I actually whooped him good. But I own a Ram. Stay stay on top of your maintenance based on what the owner's manual says and do not... Let anybody talk you into some wallet flush that doesn't appear on your owner's manual or they say, you need a power steering flush, come out here into the shop, look at your brown power steering fluid and here's brand new cherry red power steering fluid. So I think we need to flush this. Do you have any power steering issues? No, I don't. Okay, well, all I want to do is flush it and it's $80. Well, he showed you what he was looking at. But if he takes you out there and says, well, I don't have any fluid to show you, then he's He's BSing you. Mark at MarkSalem.com is my email address. You're welcome to ask me a question. Give me your phone number so I can call you Mark at MarkSalem.com. And like I said, but I call from a blocked line for obvious reasons. So if you send me an email and an hour later I call from a blocked line, then you can answer it. See you next Saturday right here, 10 to noon